0: Numbers of new vaccinations seem to be slowing at a pretty good, uh, to some say, alarming degree across yeah, Ohio. Really
1: bad degree, yes.
0: Um, yeah. And the rest of the country, not just Ohio and PA, but at this rate, medical experts are starting to believe the crucial threshold of herd immunity may not be what we can get to. It may be out of reach. Uh, does that mean that This is a continued crisis, or does it just represent a shift in the way we approach COVID-19 from this point forward?
1: No, it just means herd immunity doesn't happen all by itself. You know, just like a herd doesn't exist all by itself. You need those little sheepdogs to run around and keep everybody in a group and get them going in the right direction. That's uh, basically the idea here, I think. Uh, So up to this point, we've been allowing uh, the flock to mill around and do what they like. And I think there are ways. So in Fort Worth, they're talking about offering 50 bucks to anybody who would get the vaccination. In previous times, uh, the US has actually dealt with uh, crises just like this, with polio and smallpox. And um, in uh, the later stages of those, it was actually a fine. It was like, get the vaccine or pay this fine. And uh, those have been held to be constitutional. And so, yeah, there are a lot of tools. We just got to pick some up and start banging on this thing uh, so we can get it done.
0: And for those listening into our 21 News podcast, I know we uh, have introduced you many times in the past, but again, Dr. Ben Newman back with us. Niles, native and virologist at Texas A&M. So I want to uh, give you your props right there, Doc. Uh, You know, we have been talking to you throughout this past year, and we rapidly went from this huge demand and low supply for the vaccines, which is nothing short of a miracle that they got these vaccines uh, done and ready to you know, immunize the the general population to exactly the opposite. Um, do you think we've hit that tipping point where most people have already gotten the vaccine? I just had my second shot two weeks ago. So I'm in that period now where I'm, you know, pretty, pretty happy, um, had some symptoms afterwards, but at this point feel pretty good. Do you think most people have gotten the vaccine that, that want to get it and there are simply, half the population or so that just won't?
1: I think it's a lot like an election and you start out with a great big pool of undecideds. That's basically who we're talking about here. And as you get down closer and closer, that uh, pool really narrows. And so I think everybody's got their own, I don't know, everybody's got their own motivations, their own things they're looking for. Mm -hmm. If we're talking about me the reason why I would want to get the vaccine that like trumps all the other ones is that fundamentally this virus is not something that you can trust. Like even a chicken, which I've worked with, has some self-motivation. It has a brain and it'll act in its own best interest. The virus just doesn't. It mutates randomly and as much as you might say, well, I don't really trust politicians or governments or giant companies that are just big and hard to understand, I trust this virus less, and I, this, is, this is really our only way out <laughs> of this thing, mm-hmm. and I really, really want to get out of uh, COVID-19. The alternative is basically an infinite ride on the COVID carousel. And the virus is going to keep going around and keep changing. And we know from every other virus that humans have ever worked with that eventually it mutates too far and then you can't do anything about it. We've got the tools right now. They were developed in record time using all the right procedures, but just like the really fast version, you know, (laughs) no coffee breaks and stuff. And yeah. Yeah. To not use that just seems ah oh, oh my goodness very self defeating.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, and, and and I feel like there's been a shift too with people thinking it's not so much our at, at this past year it was our problem our crisis our healthcare we need to reach out and protect each other and now it's very much about I got my shot I you know hmm. feel protected. Hmm. I feel, you know, it, it seems like that mental shift has happened, which could be scary, maybe, uh, could not be. Uh, maybe those who, who are vaccinated feel uh, they're protected. Someone else doesn't want to get it. That's their risk, that's their problem, kind of thing. But, but you know, we, I like to think that we all generally want to help each other understand yeah. and educate.
1: Right. The mistake we're making, if we think of it that way, is we're treating this as an individual risk where an individual can control that risk. You can't give yourself COVID and you can't get it from yourself. (laughs) So it is, by definition, a community risk. It's a lot more like secondhand smoke, for example. And the idea that we can ban smoking indoors, but don't you dare make somebody, you know, (laughs) get vaccinated or put on a mask. That's really weird because smoking takes a long time to maybe kill you. And it's a much more direct cause and effect thing with uh, COVID-19. Yeah, it just boggles the the fact-seeking mind.
0: (laughs) Such a good analogy to bring Mm. that up the secondhand smoke, we don't, we don't bat our eye at it anymore. You know, there was a little protest at the beginning for smokers with no smoking section, but you know, everybody realized what was best. Uh, Do you think that that will happen? Because right now, is it, Is it for only 40% that that have been vaccinated? And I guess some medical experts say we need to get to 70. Now I was recently told that that includes children too. So maybe that 40% is actually going to get a lot higher once the 12 year old uh, crowd starts to get vaccinated.
1: Those 12-year-olds 12, 12 with their TikTok the and their 12 year old and their TikTok.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right, they're going to have to really sell it on TikTok.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, herd immunity definitely does include the whole herd, and children are part of the herd. So, yeah, um, depends on which state you're in. But on average, it's somewhere between about 21% and 25% of any state is going to be under the age of 18. and even in the 16 to 18-year-olds, the vaccine uptake is really low because, I mean, I'm saying because, the reason I think it is is that up to this point, oh my goodness, have there been a lot of people banging on about how this virus isn't going to do a thing to the young and they should get there in school and do whatever, you know, wherever, and it'll be fine. Like just, yeah, walk it off. And the problem is that Kids are reservoirs. Everybody can be a reservoir if you have the virus. So we've been sequencing viruses. We've been sequencing new variants. Um, Last batch of around 100 viruses, 70% of them were variants of concern. So you're actually more likely to run into one of the bad ones than one of the earlier, maybe not so bad versions of the virus out there. And that is very typical for people that are actually uh, looking at this. And the thing is, they're not just one variant. They're a bunch of different ones. Uh And each of these would be a different problem for your immune system. Not necessarily harder or easier, but different in that you're walking into a test you have not studied for, (laughs) even if you're vaccinated to some extent. So um, the, the only way to control variants... Uh, is to control the virus. The, the virus can only change as it grows. And it's actually baked into the way the virus works. If it doesn't change, it just, it it dies. It's It just falls apart. And so, yeah, that's, that's what we have to do. If we can stop the virus from having anywhere that it can grow, then there's no way that it can change. And we know that the vaccines still work really well against even the worst strains that are out there. Um, there's a nice paper last week that showed that Uh, The current vaccines do a pretty good job, not 100%, but still pretty good against uh, the new India variant, which has got more changes than any other variant that I've seen. Um, That's uh, what
0: I was going to ask you, is that what's happening in India, a new variant?
1: India is not doing a great job sequencing viruses, but that's a thing that you do in the comfort of a lab when things are not, yeah, falling apart. around. yeah. Uh, They're having trouble finding places to cremate all the bodies from what I understand. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, um, we know there is a variant. We know it is common over there, but the sequence coverage is not that great. I mean, we just don't have the information on what most people are getting and dying from. I would presume, yeah, it's going to be that one or one of the two or three others that are commonest at the moment. But the way you find new variants is you got to look for them cuz you can't tell from how a person feels or how they look or you know any pre-existing condition you, you got to actually get in there open up that little virus ball and read out that little string of nucleotides to see what you got
0: mhm well if current trends continue what what do you think the long-term significance is are, are we going to see uh, another huge wave like india is seeing or like, does this get worse or, or does the virus w- weaken? I mean, we, we kind of established that it, it, new variants aren't necessarily going to be weak, but stronger. Um, Probably. Will, it, will it ever be like the flu?
1: <sighs> That's yeah, if, really
0: difficult to if ask. If we go yeah, sure.
1: 10,000 years into the future, maybe. Mm-hmm. But those are going to be 9,999 terrible years before we get there. <laughs> And we don't know that we will get there. The virus is unpredictable, and its evolution is purely totally random. Um, so where's the U.S? Just in general, right now. We are stuck again. Um, we are stuck at around 49 to 50,000 new cases every day, and that has not really changed in about two months. So we are um, at this plateau, and we keep vaccinating people, but it's not going down because we have not got to that threshold, whatever it is, for herd immunity. Now, in contrast, if you look over in Israel, which is the most vaccinated country in the world, I think there are around or just over 60% of people that have two vaccines, and that's like all people, including children. Their numbers just keep dropping down, and it is really wonderful to see no plateau, no bump back up, just a pure free fall uh, in uh, bad things associated with COVID nineteen.
0: Beautiful, yeah, for
1: them, yeah, right, and
0: yeah,
1: yeah. could we made the vaccines that they're using. <laughs>
0: oh, oh my, right. So it yeah. could be us,
1: right? If we would just, you know, yeah,
0: take the shot. Right. If we could could listen to our our medical folks.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's really cool that we make all these things, but uh, we also ought to use them, I would say. Yeah. (laughs) Otherwise, what is the point? Yeah.
0: Your attitude is is so wonderful. I don't understand. Sometimes I think it must be very frustrating to be in your position, know so much about it, and then see uh, just this angst of you know, this disinformation that is out there and continues to be very pervasive. And that must be, it's frustrating to me and I'm not a medical expert.
1: All right. We've got this awesome toolbox. And it's like we're trying to fix a computer, you know, something technical. And you just got a lot of people that are saying, no, I'm going to bang rocks. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> it, it's not going to work out very well. Yeah. And uh, you know it. But what are you going to do?
0: <laughs> we're going to hope for, for the best and, and keep talking about it. Keep talking well, yeah. about it, you know, because you and it, I
1: can only do this. We can mm-hmm. talk about it. Yeah, there are other people who can do things, and they're the ones that need to do the things. I would mm-hmm. say, yeah, mm. yeah.
0: Uh, I think that the people too who talk most about it and and continue the dialogue and and continue to read about it and it, like again, those folks are the ones who've already gotten the vaccine. Uh, and and I guess. You know, there will be be a point, I'm supposing, that the vaccine will be required in schools and for travel and the like. You'll need to show your covid card. You'll need to. I mean, people who were just at the NFL draft said they needed to show their covid card. And and once you start getting into football now, people will need to go get their vaccine
1: Uh, if it interrupts their regular life
0: right um, i mean do you, do you think that will be a requirement soon though for schools on a serious note uh at least for the high schoolers and
1: I would hope so, just because that is a way to get us closer to that herd immunity threshold um there are a bunch of ways to do it, and that feels like a fairly easy one um yeah. But at the same time, in the longer term, I think what we're looking at here is a blip. I think five years down the road, if if we don't do everything wrong, (laughs) then I think we'll be past this and we'll be looking back and saying, "Oh my gosh, you know, why did we make that so hard on ourselves?" But at the same time, yeah, wasn't that a weird time when we used to have to do all these things, and then it went away, and now it's okay again, because it's not like. terrorists. It's not like taking off your shoes at the airport. Yeah. Once the virus is gone, you don't have to worry about the virus anymore. You just got to do it right. You got to kill it off um, all the way.
0: I keep saying this and I could be wrong. So you tell me, Doc. I keep saying people my daughter's age, 10, 11, 12 years old, the TikTok crowd and whatnot, yeah. they'll look back at us and potentially say, why did they not? do something quicker or why did they not take advantage of the vaccine clinics sooner and faster and why did the did it dip off why did the uh increase of vaccine availability arrive and then people begin to dwindle away I always say that my my child will look back on that and say those ask those questions
1: yeah, I think uh, we're living a few pages of a future history book here, for sure.
0: I think so, too.
1: <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, no, that's, that's a good question. Yeah. How are, how are they going to look at us? And mm-hmm. uh, I hope they're around to be mm-hmm. able to look at us. Right. <laughs> I hope we get this right. Um, right. But I, I think people are getting caught up in a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, and uh, it's 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 different. This is just like. When the house is on fire, you don't all get together and you know hold a pre-election and then cast your ballots and then wait for the results and then decide whether or not to put out the fire. Mm-hmm. When something is urgent, and sensitive and very destructive, yeah, you put that fire out as fast as you can because otherwise it spreads. And mm-hmm. that's exactly what we're dealing with here. It's just the disease version of that.
0: As we wrap up uh the conversation, is there any anything we um that we may have missed that you'd like to mention uh regarding herd immunity regarding the the vaccine rates dipping uh anything that you feel uh important for our, our listeners
1: so I don't know anybody who's vaccine hesitant what you'd want to do is talk with somebody who knows something about you and your health and health in general. Those are probably going to be your doctor. And yeah, doctors pretty much know what they're talking about. And uh, I would say that's a good person to have that conversation with. And Really, there are a lot of choices about which vaccine you can get, again, more than with most other diseases uh, ever. So yeah, run through those options and there's going to be a right one. It's just figuring out which is the right one and then just do it and you'll feel this relief that, yeah, there's one thing that you don't have to worry as much about and you've got a little bit of protection and that just makes life a lot better yeah from a purely just sort of <laughs> how I felt about it point of view that that that'd be my advice
0: yeah. well we get we get such a great scientific and philosophical view on things, and that's important. Dr. Ben Newman, thank you again for joining me today uh for this important discussion.
1: Thanks very much for having me and keep doing what you're doing.
0: Thank you.